Instructions. I'm Bob. <laughs> no, I'm Josh. We, uh, that probably d- won't make it to the edit, but we were being really that, silly. That's really good that that won't make it to the edit. <laughs> anyway, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Yeah, doing all right. Mm-hmm. You know, same old, same old. Uh, kids just got home from school, so there's a lot of noise happening above us, as happens. But you know, it may be especially rumbly for a little while. Um, what you working on? Uh, the Darth Vader model. And I'm missing a piece? <clears throat> no. There's supposed to be a thing right there in that, uh, this is it, rack of springy stuff. No. Is it that piece that fell out? No. Mm. I've been keeping track of that piece. Oh. Is it that? Oh, boy. No. What is it's, it? These things are connected by the thing that is missing. Mm. Super glue! Guess you'll have to throw it away. Um, I'm back at work on the... Treehouse of Doom. (laughs) (laughs) The Treehouse of Horror. Uh, Decided to get back to it this week because I don't really have anything else to make. And it is an an awesome set, so I'm not trying to say it's not. But it's just a lot of brown, like I mentioned before. But I'm going to go ahead on it and um, see see if I can make some progress. Maybe get through a couple of the remaining 25 bags. See how far we get. So, you... Have you bought the thing that you were going to buy today? Nope. Yet? Nope. I you, want, you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Um, so I want to make a selfish purchase. I don't normally make selfish purchases. I try to be very responsible with my money because I don't have a lot of it like most people. But I kind of want to buy something silly. This is my... Which is totally justifiable, right? I mean... To myself, absolutely. Well, I mean, even to like... Well, one, you don't have to justify it to anybody but yourself and your wife, maybe. But and therein lies lies the. But rub. even that, even to that, don't you think that? Oh, I don't she, care about anybody else's opinion. No, no, I no, just I mean, have to justify to her. To your wife, like, don't you think she would be totally like? Of course, you should do something that you enjoy for yourself. Uh, <laughs> really? There you go. Well, well, hold on. We'll get to it. We will okay, recreate okay. it in the moment when I talk about what it is. Okay. So it's not the another UCS Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I want to buy oh. the Oculus Quest, the VR headset. Yes. The standalone set, because I don't own a Windows machine, so you can't get the Rift or the Go, because it has to be, from what I understand, it has to be tethered to something. So the Oculus Quest is a headset. It's got two little nunchucky VR thingies. I've played VR stuff before. I think it's fascinating. I think it's neat. I don't have very many game consoles. We have the Switch. My kids are usually on it, but like, it's just one of those things I, I just want that. Yeah. There's a game where you can lightsaber fight Darth Vader. And if people have actually played it, let me know if the game is on rails or I legit get to, like, fight Darth Vader. I'm pretty sure you do. I think so, too. Yeah. But the Star Wars arcade game at, like, the Dave & Buster's <laughs> where you get to fly the Millennium Falcon, it's super on rails oh, and it's almost yeah. boring. Yeah. And I don't want this to be that way. But anyway, I want to buy it. And my wife was asking me what I wanted for Christmas. And I'm like, I kind of want that for Christmas. But the base model, there's two different ones. One just has more uh, storage than the other. It's like $400. I'm like, man, it's a lot for yeah. Christmas. And so I've been making these uh, these like pet Christmas ornaments on the laser cutter, and I've been selling them on Instagram, and people have been buying them. And bought a whole bunch of them last year. 
which is really good because I like bought extra stuff for other people for Christmas with this extra money that I had. I'm like, I kind of want to, instead of asking for this thing for Christmas, I can just use that extra money that we're not accounting for to buy this silly, frivolous thing. Right. And so we'll, we'll play it out. You okay. be you be me. Okay. And I will be my wife. <clears throat> okay. And. Hey, I'm John. No, I'm just kidding. Burp, burp, That's burp, what you yeah. um, So uh, I would really like to have this, uh, this VR thing. And since I'm doing this extra work on the side, you know, making these things and selling these things. Like I can totally buy it, and it won't even like cut into our Christmas budget or our normal life budget. Like you won't even notice, except for the fact that I'll be flopping around in the middle of the living room with some goggles on <laughs> every night from now on. Other than the flopping around part, just, I'm, I'm having a soliloquy now. That was pretty much it. I went okay. I I'm proposing a frivolous purchase, coming into the fact that I know it's frivolous, but I just want it. Right. So other than other than that little point, that's pretty much spot on. Okay. And so her response was, yeah. the podcast is still working. I'm pausing for effect. <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay, there it is. I got it. I'm like, thanks. Loud and clear. She's like, no, no, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm like, nope, that's not the same thing. Huh. You can't come back because my wife wears like her emotions on her sleeve and her face. Like I, I say a word. And I know the second that, like, that little muscle in her left eyebrow starts to, like, make them, I'm like, boom, I got it. No words necessary. Mm. And I went, okay, got it. And she's like, no, 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 no. I mean, okay, like, hooray, yeah. I'm like, nope, you can't be speculative and then be happy about it. Like, don't don't try to lie. And, like, I get it. And I, all the reasons, and that's what I expect her to do. Okay. I expect her to be responsible. We have a little bit of, of debt. We have the van that we're trying to pay off. She teaches uh, she teaches an English class online every morning. So, like, all the extra money that she gets towards that wraps up into our budget. Uh, the little bit of money I make on YouTube from the channel just kind of gets wrapped up into our budget. And, you know, anything else that I would do or make for other people, just that's – I think a lot of um, people that we would know, that like, weekend project makers or people that make things for others, it's not their, their full-time gig. Is people have a side hustle – I would venture to say that a majority of that stuff just usually gets wrapped back up into family funds. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, unless you, you know, set aside money for a tool that can earn its money back, like, that's an investment. Right. It's not a thing that just, I think, is going to be cool. And that's it. Just be cool to be cool. Yeah. Is there a chance that she was in her mind going how do i figure out what else to get him for christmas cuz i was already planning on getting him this thing that i knew he wanted but wouldn't buy for himself because it was expensive no really no nope. no chance at all i'm not going to say there's no chance at all but <clears throat> i know that lady <laughs> and that didn't cross her mind okay not that because she doesn't think of me and not because of all of those reasons cuz we haven't even had that conversation yet about like okay uh, uh, that was the question yeah, i guess no i don't think she has anything in the works, I could be wrong, but I guarantee that wasn't on her list. Mm. And then I went back with all those like I understand that we could spend this on more boxes of Lucky Charms for the creatures to eat, or we could pay off a thing. Like I get that. I'm like, well, it's really windy outside, and yeah. it's making like a haunted house sound. Ooh. Yeah, that's crazy. But I went, if I were to, and then I, I brought it back to what we were talking about earlier. I'm like, let's say I asked for this for Christmas. 
would your reaction be the same as it was right there? Or would you go, oh, well, okay, maybe. Like, it's kind of expensive, but whatever. Like, if that's the only thing you asked for, then she would give it a lot more consideration than me going, hey, I had this extra money. I want to buy a silly thing. Huh. It automatically went to like, well, we should spend that on more pragmatic and reasonable things, which a huge part of me totally agrees with. Yeah. I kind of just want to buy a silly thing. And and that's absolutely okay. Like, I get the, the budgeting, you know, being conscious of how you spend your money, of course. But part of life is, like, part of the reason that we work is to survive. But it's also so that we can have the life we want, whatever that is. And sometimes that means doing things just for the sheer enjoyment of doing it. Like, I, I could, I'm taking my kids to see Frozen 2 tonight. I could take them to the dumpy They theater. can have it tonight? Yeah. It's is it sold tonight. out? No. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. I could take them to the Dumpy Theater. Right. And I'm paying for my parents' tickets, too, because I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. So that's like eight people. Mm. I could go to the Dumpy Theater, and it would cost about $30 less. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if we're going to go do that thing and, and, and enjoy a thing together as a family, putting a little bit extra money into enjoying it in a nice comfy seat that doesn't smell like somebody else's popcorn and pee, like... That seems worth the mm. expenditure to me, you know? And if you happen to fall asleep, there's no better place to take a nap than those that's, chairs. That's true. For your money in town, <laughs> other than your bed, <laughs> best place to take an impromptu nap. That's true. Just saying. Yep. Coffee shop is a close second. You can fall asleep with your hand in a bucket of popcorn. Not a bad thing. Nobody will even know you're asleep. They won't try to wake you up. Been unless... there, done that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> unless you're there for like an uncomfortable amount of time. But even then, you just go, uh, it's fine. I paid for a ticket. Yeah. So, like, I, I think... It's totally reasonable um, to not be excessive about stuff, obviously, but to spend money on the things that you want. And, and as long as that's not doesn't take priority over something you need or service that you can do for someone else, like, why not? That's what life is. Life is about living. Life is not about preparing for something that you'll never get to. You that's know? what my dad does. My dad prepared. He, he amasses things so that he can give it to other people. He would never make a selfish purchase. And if he does, he feels really bad about it. Right. And so there's the part of me that's like, well, I can I can get this thing. I think it's fun. We talked about some stuff here at work that would be cool to like. We, we've we've mentioned VR as just like a more than just me making like a silly, stupid movements in my living room. But we're gonna go home next week to Florida for Thanksgiving, and my sister and her boyfriend and like my dad and all of the cousins and all the people from my wife's side of the family are all going to be there. And I'm like, I kind of want to see all of these old crotchety people that still think I'm stupid for making a living on the internet, put on this VR headset and look like fools <laughs> or have a lot of fun. Yeah. Because like we've mentioned in the past about traveling and going places that we don't really want to go, like I'm kind of bored. And so if I can provide something to the group that would be fun for the group, right? I think that that is a lot more engaging. And honestly, like, yeah, I want to play it. But I think it caught my eye right now because of all those other reasons. I was like, we could have hmm. so much fun with this thing with all of the other people. Right. And those are not altruistic points to try to throw at my wife to make her more agreeable to the idea. It's I legitimately thought about that. Mm -hmm. And the the Christmas ornament thing, man, people really love Christmas ornaments. Yeah. And they really love their pets. <laughs> Often, yes. Right. <laughs> and those two were like, I did not understand the lucrative world of the Venn diagram that lies in the middle of those two areas. <laughs> like I, I did this last year. I made a Christmas ornament for my dog and then I posted it. And a friend of mine who has a bulldog who is 
almost as popular on Instagram as you are in the bulldogs of Instagram world and then the pugs of Instagram and the beagles of Instagram and the whoever's, uh, it just kind of spread. Hmm. And then my inbox the last couple of days has exploded with people wanting them. And so I pull out my computer, I take a picture of somewhere, they send me a random picture of their dog and I trace over an illustrator and do some other little magic and put it on the laser cutter and boom, it's done. Send it out in the mail, get money in a PayPal. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I kind of want to buy something silly. I, I don't think it's that silly. I mean, I think... I think I'm going to look silly. Well, of course, everybody who does VR looks silly. But I think... I have part, secret I think office. Part of the thing... That's I true. I want. <laughs> I can look silly by myself. Yeah. I think part of the thing there is that you should maybe not look at it as a silly purchase. Look at it as an investment into um, something you can do with other people. Oddly enough, it's like a singular thing. But it is a thing that you can do in a room with other people. Um, And like doing something for your own enjoyment. I almost said selfish enjoyment, but it's not really selfish in the negative sense, but just for your self enjoyment, Mm -hmm. I think is totally okay. Like, it's easy for us to vilify that, especially as parents, to be like, well, we have to put ourselves last in all things because we have these little things that we have to care for and make sure yeah. that they turn into good. But part of being able to do our best job for them and for our spouses is making sure that we're okay. And sometimes making sure that we're okay means investing a little bit in our own enjoyment of life i mean we've talked about like the getting away thing before about like Mm -hmm. how it would be an awesome idea for any of us to just go somewhere by ourselves for the sake of a retreat and i've been thinking about that a whole lot for the last couple weeks um because you guys are going to be out next week and you know it'll be kind of a short week for thanksgiving anyway and i'm like oh i could take a couple of days before thanksgiving and like just go somewhere by myself like for drive me the cruiser through the woods yeah yeah and immediately, my thought goes to, well, my daughter has a talent show on Tuesday, and we got this thing, and we got to get ready for Thanksgiving, and I got to help my wife get groceries and cook. And, and like, immediately dump into all these yeah. things about that are not really to do with me, but they're my responsibility. And it just pushes that little investment into myself further down the road. Well, you have that automatically with running. That, I mean, your kids are at school kind of when you do it, but I mean, my kids are at the house whenever I go to the gym in the morning and they'll wake up and they're like, are you going to work? I'm like, no, I'm going to the gym. I make sure that they know not to, to boast or brag, but I'm to letting them know, like, I'm, I love you and I'm leaving you right now for a little bit of time so that I can invest that in myself for yeah. the long run. Right. And hopefully that will rub off on you as something that you feel like you should do. And I don't see why taking like a trip or getting together with friends that are, you know live in a different area. And I think the hesitation that she had, a really good friend of mine lost his mom recently. And he and I have been talking a lot about it because, I mean, his mom passed away from cancer and so did mine. And we've been really, really good friends for a long time. Like, would be probably my, my best man, if not my best man, the person standing next to my best man if I were married again. Hmm. And... um they had a service and we were talking about plane tickets and she was like, well, it's not that I think it's frivolous. Sometimes I think it's wasteful. She was like, I thought that maybe you should buy a ticket to go see him. I'm like, oh. I totally agree. Yeah. And so it's not that I, I know I painted her into a corner earlier as just being very pragmatic, but I think that she had whatever funds that were extra to come in to be allocated for that reason. And I 
wholeheartedly agree. Right. And so now it's, can I do enough of this side hustle thing to try to fund both and to make a priority level for both? Right. And so, and I think even in that, like if I didn't go like immediately after this time where I think he would need somebody there. Cause he and I talk on the phone quite a bit. He's the one person be, and I say one person, he's one of the people that our conversation about building relationships and like calling people more. Oh yeah. He is one of those people that I'm like, that is the person who fits this bill. Hmm. And it's been stronger. I'm like, we should get together just the two of us because we've done family trips together. Uh, I was like, the two of us should just get together like, He's still in the military, so he works a lot and he travels a lot, so I don't ever know his schedule. But he's one that I'm like, I I got you a ticket to this place with me. Uh, Let's go. He would go, okay, fine, and get on a plane and go. Hmm. And I would be that person, like, I know that he may need some help right now. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get on a plane. Let's go. But, like, timing and stuff, because we're going home to Florida, like, didn't quite work out. But And so I, I did frame this, like... My wife is being a very practical wife and just snarling at my boyish <laughs> toys that I want to buy. Fun, huh? Yeah. Not going to happen in my house. But she's she's thinking of others. Yeah. And whether it's others in, like, taking care of the family or other people that we can help influence. And so that's why I bring it up to her. And I don't bring it up to her like, oh, man, the old ball and chain is going to get upset because I want to buy a new <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, I know that as my my best friend and my partner, she's going to look at things from a different perspective and not automatically have a no. Right. There's an objectivity to it. Yes. Yes. But that look on her face. Mm. It's hard to dive into the reading the look on her face can get you to the door of like, she doesn't agree with this. Yeah. But I don't know her reasons for not agreeing with it. Right. But she'll go, no, 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 I think it's fine. I go, no, you didn't. Yeah. Don't try to walk it back because I know the truth. But just tell me your thought process so that I don't think that you're just a negative Nancy and just say no because I want to play video games and have a lightsaber (laughs) fight against Darth Vader in our living room. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have this thing with my wife where, like, if, if I have an idea, if I sense or see that, that, like, pushback on something, and I don't do this with anybody else but if i see that negative response or that you know she's not into the idea of something or she doesn't like the way like i've designed something and she doesn't like the way it looks i immediately like okay it's done where yep. that's that's out of the window i don't i don't like try to push stuff with her you know i don't try to convince her of things i don't feel like i should like if if i have to convince her of all people then i'm probably trying too hard you know mm. and it's weird because I know exactly what you're talking about when you see that look and you're just like, okay, uh, yep, never, never mind. mind. Forget and it. Then it's done. Do yeah. you think that she thinks that you're <clears throat> pitching a fit? I think she did originally, but we've had a ton of conversations throughout our marriage. I and mean, we've been married for a long time. And we've had a lot of that situation and situations like that come up where we both have a, a kind of standard reaction, but it's not explained. And then... A lot of times, like, she'll not be into an idea that I have, and then I retreat from it. She would think she would think it hurt my feelings, when it's really not hurting my feelings. It's just, okay, if that's yep. not 100%, then let's just scrap it and start over. 
But it ends up this like kind of unspoken, or it has in the past ended up this like, okay, well, uh, I don't want it if you don't want it. Well, I don't want it because you said that you didn't want it if I didn't want it. And, and everybody just kind of backs off and everything falls apart. And so we got better about communicating that stuff. And so now she knows that it's not in that particular situation. It's not me throwing a fit. It's me trying to be collaborative. Yep. You know, and sometimes that means, often that means that I'm not going to get my original thought. That doesn't mean I don't get what I want. It just means the first thing I thought of got shot down. You got to try it. We got to start over. Yep. You know, I think my wife feels the same way. I don't think that she takes her influence on me um, in a level of importance that I do. She may think that like, oh, he's mad because I hurt his pride or he really wanted something and I just shot it down and now he's, he's sulking or whatever. Like I, the moment I come to my wife with a question, it's, I've already ran through all of the scenarios in my head and I go, I need my most trusted advisor to kind of nudge this decision one way or the other. Right. And I don't know if she fully understands that that nudge that she provides is the smallest little wiggle of an eyebrow. I go, got Mm. it. Whatever the the reaction behind it, whatever the explanation, like that's sure. If you want to include that to hooray, it's not that I don't want to listen to you. I've already gotten what you think about it and it's already informed all of those decision trees and go, okay, great. Thank you. Right. And then she tries to walk it back like, no, no, no. Now he's going to be upset. I go, nope. I was on the fence about something. I was on the, the razor's edge. And all it took for you was to pause a little long or to look in a direction or do whatever. Go, that's exactly what I know what she's thinking. I don't need any more. Yeah, you're not looking for the words. You're looking for the reaction. Yeah. And you can see And it's that. not being disrespectful. Like, I don't want to hear her out. I've already taken what you've had to think, if that makes any sense. In I, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we have always kind of uh, we struggled with, and especially me, when it comes to that type of communication, is when I go to someone, anyone, and ask their opinion on, like, if I say red or blue to you, mm-hmm. I'm asking you because I think you have an answer to this thing. It's not that I want your opinion. It's that I think you have some sort of educated response that will clarify to the end of a this will be the final thing, and I'm giving that choice to you. That's the way I look at yeah. advice from anyone else outside of my own head. <clears throat> my wife does not do that at all. If she asks someone a question, it's just like she's scouting for information, and she's just going to stick it in the buckets of all the different things that she's considering, and it mm. will have some amount of weight. Yeah, could be very little. could be a whole lot. And so the problem there is when... She asks me a question. I I interpret that as how I would ask a question. So I'm saying in my head, I'm going like, well, she wants my opinion. So if I say red, that means we're going with red. Oh, right? I got you. So and then I say, she asks me a question and I say uh, red. And she's like, oh, well, I was kind of thinking blue. So in and your that's mind, infuriating you're, to me. you're delegating an answer to to a more appropriate person. To whereas her, she's taking in and folding it in she's to her decision making. Yeah. yeah, I got it. Yeah, she's she's just getting all the options, and I should know that by now. I mean, good grief! We've been married for long enough. We've done enough renovation and picked enough paint colors that I should know this <laughs> about her that she needs to see every potential option for something before she picks one. And so I should look at 
when she asked me questions as being one of those options and not take offense to it. I think that's the big thing is I don't know how to like react in a way or to answer her as a, here's my opinion, do with it as you will. I take it as, here's my opinion. This is what you asked for. Here's the answer. Oh, you, you're, okay, I got you. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I get offended when she just goes, oh, well, you know, I was kind of thinking the other one, other thing. You're looking to be the, the, the the end all be all. Yeah. Yeah. Which, cause that's how I do it. Right. It's, it's like the whole love language thing. You expect people to respond to the way to you, the way that you respond to other people or vice versa. And that's just not always the same thing. So that's one of those situations where we've had to, over the course of many years, figure out how to ask a question and be asked a question and try to get on the same playing field there about like, what is this question actually informing? Are you mm. asking permission? Are you asking my opinion? Are you asking for me to make a decision for you? Because those are all three really different yes. things. And the two of us at least do those things really differently. So I've had a whole lot of frustration in that situation because um, I'll ask her something and she gives me kind of a wishy-washy answer and I'll just shut it down. Like I'm, I'm reacting to whatever she wants. Like, okay, we're, you know, we'll start over. And then she asks me a question I give her my answer, and she's just kind of like, well, eh, <laughs> that was. I don't really care. You know, and that's not what she's saying, but that's the way it feels to me. And so that whole thing is just, it's a whole different, uh, we come at it from two really different directions. And I think that's probably pretty common with people. Not that you guys are that way necessarily, but I don't know. Me, me personally, I'm, I will make, I will run through all of the courses of action in my head. Yeah. And I go, well, it's really a crapshoot between these three. Either I'm indifferent or I'm so indecisive about it that I don't think it would make a huge overall difference. Or it's a yes or a no. And I need to a clear yes or a clear no. And if I like if I were to ask you or to ask Anthony or ask my wife or whatever, like that information, if I've gotten to that point, it is the final stage of my decision making tree. Yeah. And it's not that you are going to decide for me, is that the information that I'm receiving is weighted. And like with that thing, I, I wanted only hers. Like mm-hmm. it's cool that I've gotten yours now, but for this particular decision, she is the only other opinion that I would consider. Oh, right. Yeah. And so when she went, no, I went, I'm not opposed to that no. I also had a certain level of no. Hmm. And she filled up the no cup. Right. Rather than the yes cup. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, um, so here's another option. Since there's Christmas involved. Oh, but it's not a no. Oh, I I know. I'm just, just, you know, going further down the train. Since there's a potential ticket for travel, there's extra income, there's regular income, and there's this VR thing. And undetermined Christmas spending. Mm -hmm. What if your Christmas spending goes towards part of the thing, half VR, the V of VR is your Christmas present, and the R of VR is based on your ornament sales. That's also one of my courses of action. But that determination of, what do you think about the idea of a silly thing? If that was a flat-out no, like a disgusted-looking no, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then that tells me my next stage of decision making, like my my alternate course of action, like well, any kind of money being spent on that is extremely frivolous. Oh, right. 
And so if there's a hint of yes, then it opens up the, here's your possibility, here's your, your paths for yes. And that is, that is one of them. Have a, a partial for this, offset the cost by whatever. And so again, that, that's just my, my thought process that I couldn't, I could draw it out in like a decision-making tree. But uh, yeah, I just need a little bump boop, of information can send me down one path or the other. Yeah. And I think it's really fun. And I don't think she fully knows. And I will never tell her those tells that she has. Because <laughs> then she would start hiding them. I don't think she'll ever try to hide them because I think they're so instinctual that right. at this point in her life that she's not going to like, I need to cover my my hand <laughs> over my face whenever he asks a question. That would be hilarious. You're like, baby, I have a question for you. And she immediately turns around. She throws like, a cloak over her <laughs> yeah. face like the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Please tell. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm uh, lost. So when are you going to get it? I want to get it this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> because we're leaving. We're oh, leaving yeah. the beginning of next week to go down to Florida. Right. And again, it's part of me. Um, the, the unselfish part is I want everybody to have fun with this thing. Because I think part of the fun of VR is is how amazingly new and immersive and, like, this seems like the future. Like, if there were jetpacks that were out right now, I would want to buy a jetpack and then take it to an older generation of people <laughs> that were promised jetpacks and never got one. See? And it's not that my parents or my grandparents were ever promised the virtual reality world, but, like, that's a thing that they grew up kind of knowing could have existed in the world. This very novel science fiction-y kind of idea. And I want to show them that it's possible. Like, yeah. And then kind of laugh at them whenever they don't know that other people are watching. <laughs> so, Once I, you I put want, these goggles on, nobody can see you. Yeah, it's invisible. You should totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick one person. It's only going to work once. But, yeah, pick one person. My kids are pretty gullible. Oh, yeah. Kids would totally fall for that. I did convince them that we were impervious to fire, so I think that if I tell them that they put on these goggles, they would immediately actually be transported to the side of a cliff or in front of Darth Vader. And then, like, when they put them on, if they call out for you, you just don't respond. So they, <laughs> I think he's trying to reach us from the other world. <laughs> I pictured having those things and, like, oh, letting my children play with them. And having my my beautiful little daughter like put it on and go wow and then run face first into a wall and smash it. Uh, it'll probably happen. And go like, Daddy, I broke it. I go. Oh. <laughs> I figured. Daddy can fix it though. And that's what she says. It's her new thing. Daddy can fix it though. <laughs> Your girl breaks everything. And so I'm. I'm we had one of those uh, Google cardboards. Mm-hmm. And I put my phone in it, and there was some National Geographic thing where you could like take some 360 VR tour over um, Bryce Canyon or somewhere. And I remember like letting my kids hold it and just like watching their face and just being amazed. Yeah. And they just like looked at it and kept their heads still. They're like, wow. I'm like, look around. And my middle son, who is pretty even keeled and pretty quiet, was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, boom. I just captured his imagination. That's awesome. And that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. But. I want to have those moments with the rest of my family and fight Darth Vader. <laughs> There's that too. Yeah. I've thought about doing the VR thing a few times and I just can't. I know how I am with video games. 
Yep. You know. Yeah, like, that came up in my decision making too. Like I'll I'll be interested in it for a minute or two, and I'll enjoy it, and then I just won't make time for it anymore, and then it'll just be a, a thing that sits there and gets outdated. Did you ever play the Connect? Xbox Connect? No, I don't. I've never had an Xbox, or not really known anybody that had one. We had an Xbox Connect. I have played it a couple times, but not. And anymore. it was one of those like it was a party game kind of thing. Yeah. And then I didn't really want to play it by myself because it was kind of novel and dumb. And I'm like, Ugh, I got to get up. <laughs> I just want to play Zelda for like an hour. Part of me is like, I, I don't know if it's like that because it's an awful lot of money to spend on something that, like you said, uh, will become obsolete because of my lack of interest. Yeah. So I, mean, I have to get somebody that I'm close to to buy one. Like Anthony. <laughs> I've thought about it. We could all pitch in. We could go thirdsies. Thirdsies? And then you could have it every Monday, and we'll just alternate weekends every third day. So I bought a video game uh, last week. Jedi Fallen Order came out. I actually bought it, like pre-ordered it a long time ago when they announced it, because it's a Star Wars game that has no multiplayer. It's intentionally a single-player story-based game. And one of the things I hate about video games is that I'm terrible at them. And if I play with other people, I feel even worse about how terrible I am at them because I just die over and over and over. And so I was kind of excited about this thing being, it's just a story. Like, there's no way for me to feel guilty about That's cool. not playing with other people or whatever. I heard it's a really good game, too. It is a pretty good oh, game. Oh, you've played it already? I, yeah, I started it. My um, wife was out of town for the weekend. And so I had the kids by myself Friday to Monday. And when I got him in bed at night, I went down and I'd never do this, but I took that hour or two before bed and played video games by myself. Awesome. And it was a lot of fun. It was also really frustrating. Even playing a story-based game, I was reminded... Oh, you found it? I found it! I was reminded at how terrible I am. I'm like, this one monster! I can't kill one single monster! <laughs> I'd sit there for like 15, 20 minutes trying to kill a single monster. That was... And, the, and I, it's... It all boils down, me and video games boils down to me not wanting to take the time to learn the full control suite. Oh, okay. So, You're know, a punch kick, A, B I'm kind a, of person? Yeah, I'm a button masher, like, just keep punching, and eventually that thing will die. <laughs> there's no combo move. And there's here. this awesome block button that actually is really super helpful, hmm. and it took me probably 30 minutes before I was like, all right, I got to go look at the controls again and, like, figure out what it is I'm not doing. Turns out if you use block, you can beat that monster. Hmm. And so, yeah, I just have to be better about not just doing, like, the melee attack on a game and learning a little bit more about it. Like, hiding behind things. Anytime I'm doing a multiplayer game, I'm like, man, I'm just going to run straight at him and shoot him. <laughs> and then I die all the time. I don't understand why I didn't, you know. Turns out hiding behind shields is really good in combat. Yeah, yeah. It took Metal Gear Solid for me to not, like, like we talked about when I play Mario, I, I'm the hold B and then roll my thumb to A because I just want to go. Yeah, right. And playing Metal Gear Solid and playing, like, the Call of Duty games where there's, like, the sniper mission where you purposely have to be quiet and be undetected. Like, that's the game. Oh, yeah. If you shoot somebody, you're going to lose because then everybody's going to find you and then you're going to die. There's no way for you to win by brute force alone. Mm. And so there are games where it's like, crap, I just have to be sneaky and quiet <laughs> and solve this puzzle. Like, okay, fine. Is this the first, like, no. quest-style game? That you've played? No. Um, I've played 
the Uncharted games. I haven't finished the fourth one. It was one of those where I just never got around to finishing it. Now, what is that? I don't know what that is. What? No, I don't know what that is. They're so. I've good. played like three games in my okay, life so because I play it until I am done with every single blade of grass. So Uncharted is a PlayStation. I guess it was PlayStation Three originally. Okay. Exclusive game, and it's a series. There's four games, and it's all kind of Tomb Raider like, where you're like this. That's right. You did treasure hunter Raider. guy. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of puzzles. It's a lot of... I like puzzles. You know, hand-to-hand combat and shooting type stuff. But it's really a whole lot of, well, how do I get to that sunken pirate ship? I got to climb up the waterfall and look underneath the rock and find the thing and swing the bridge and whatever. And this game, actually, the Fallen Order, feels like a Star Wars version of Uncharted to me, which is pretty cool. It's similar, just trying to figure out how to get to places. Um, But those are really good games. They're story-driven. Uh, they're the cinematics in them are beautiful, and kind of every game that came out, it was like, well, there's nothing else like this. No other game looks as amazing as this game looks today, you know. So I've played those. Um, that's probably it. I mean, I've done like you know Mario Odyssey and the different Mario games and stuff. I've never played any Zelda games. I know it's people love them, and it's that same type of quest thing. I've just never. For no particular reason, I've just never done them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the last game, uh, Battlefront 2, has a story mode. And I've tried to get through that several times. And I just, you know, I don't know where the block button oh is on that game. So I <laughs> get stuck <laughs> and, like, I'm in a hangar with 300 stormtroopers. And, you know, so I need to do better about that. Because I think I would enjoy those games more if I took a little bit more time to... Get used to the controls, I guess, is what it is, really is. But I'm putting on Darth Vader's skirt. <laughs> I don't think it's called a skirt. Could be S- wrong. Space skirt. His <laughs> Sith skirt. Um, uh, there was something else I was going to bring up. We were talking about VR. And- well, because you guys talk about different games, and I haven't played a lot of video games because I just haven't ever had the time to do it. Yeah. And then if I do, like I said, I get fully immersed in a game. And then I just play that nonstop because there's always... The games that attract me are things that I can do more than the mission or than the game. Hmm. And Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild in particular is, I think, the perfect game. Like, you have missions, you have stuff to do. You can beat the game. But then you can go and exist in this completely open and endless landscape and just do whatever you feel like doing. There's always more to do. What is there to do? There's... In that type of situation, like you, you've done the missions, you've done all the side quests, then what do you do? Well, just to get to that part, done all the missions, done all the side quests, beat all the bosses, that takes, I still haven't done that. Okay. It's, I don't say endless. So the side quests are that thing that kind of. Yeah, but there's a lot of different side quests. There's side quests you can do for people in towns. There's side quests to find all of these shrines. The ultimate, I, I would imagine for someone who's like, okay, what's the point of this game? The point of the game is to beat the big bad guy. And you do that by getting the help of these four gigantic robot things. Those have major quests. And then there's like a, a tier below that kind of quest. Then there's a tier below that to find these shrines. And then even the tier below that to just like help out people in the town on little missions. Bag dump. And there's stuff to explore and stuff to find. But, um, and where was I going with that? Oh, you guys talk about Portal. 
Yeah. This game Portal, like, it excites me because it sounds like a game that I want to play. You would love Portal. Dave, have we told you the premise, like, or the gameplay? I know that there's a cake. There's no cake. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you whether there's cake or not. you got to play the game. The whole thing is um, you're in, you're like a lab rat, basically, in this place, and they give you a gun that shoots two portals. It shoots a blue one and an orange one. Okay. I think the blue one is in and the orange one is out. I don't remember because it's been years. A little warp zone. Around. Pulls. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So you have a gun, and you shoot one over there, and then you shoot one over there. and when Oh, that's right. You can go either way. And so you jump in one, and you come out the other. Okay. And so the whole thing is you're in spaces that you cannot traverse without using a portal. So you'll shoot a portal on the ceiling, and then shoot one on the floor. And you jump in the hole on the floor, and it drops you out of the ceiling onto a platform. Got it. And so it's all solving puzzles with that mechanic, basically, over and over and over. I dig that so far. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But I get the reaction like, you haven't played Blink? Like, no. And even when I was deployed, there were so many video games, and that was like the thing to do to pass the time. Because it was a good kind of escape. You could immersively kind of leave where you are. Yeah. You could engage with other people playing a game. Like, we played Halo uh, on the server. We had a bunch of Cat 5 cables all ran. Uh, ironically, we played Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> in, in Iraq? <laughs> yeah. So, huh. and when Modern Warfare 2 came out, there was a level that you would fly around in a Blackhawk and shoot the gun. And so, like, I would get off of a mission when I flew around in a Blackhawk and shoot a gun and then play the video game mm. where I did literally the exact same thing. <laughs> but those, like, I wanted to get really good at it. And I wanted to go deep into it. And then a new game would immediately come out. And they're like, oh, we'll play this one. And I'm like, well, I'm still working on this one over here. Oh, right. And the the novelty and the newness of the 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 newest coolest thing, and I think VR may be the same thing. I don't know how involved I can be in a VR game. Well, I get the feeling, and this is very this is an assumption, mostly not experience. I get the feeling that the current stable of VR games, each one is pretty shallow because the development time is so huge. You know, it's not like you're going to spend... And it's not a, a gaming console either. It's a standalone system. So it, it has a processor, right. but it's not as powerful as a lot of right, the yeah. standalone consoles. But even, like, to develop the environment for a particular game, um, I think, takes a lot longer than it would a regular game. So the the hours of gameplay to, you know, Vader's Vader Immortal or whatever is probably a lot less than it would be for Zelda. Yeah. So it may not take you as long to get full depth on any of those things. I could be wrong about that, though. Which, so, again, I so maybe think it'll about be these things. for you to bounce from thing to thing or, like, do multiple games in that world. See, that's a perspective I didn't have. Automatically, that... Oh, sorry, I bumped the microphone. That whole concept was a hit against me buying it. Mm. I was like, well, I can't go all in in a game for a month at a time. Whereas there are a lot potentially a lot more offerings that have their own uniqueness and yeah. their own set of skills. Yeah, I mean, they're just... I know people purposes. that watch TV in, like, VR. Not that I would do that and alienate anybody else around me, but, like, I don't know other than dedicated documentaries. Like, are there... Uh, I'm asking you, like, you have experience with VR headsets. <laughs> no idea. People of the world. Are there TV shows or things that are specifically made for, like, a VR experience? I know there are. I mean, like, um, 
So Will Smith owns a company called Foo, and they do VR. Tested Will Smith, right? Yeah. Okay. They do uh, VR shows, and they do a talk show, or they have done a talk show in the past. And now I think they mostly produce shows for other people. But so they'll go film a motion capture show, render it in VR, so you could, if I understand correctly, you can go in and actually kind of walk around the set of a talk show while it's happening and kind of... I would just walk back behind to see what they got back behind the table. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It's whatever they render there. I mean, so I think there are some things that are specifically made to... I, I don't know that they're better or yeah. just maybe a new way to explore that watching the same kind of thing. I honestly have no idea. I've seen people model in VR. Like they have a... Weird. Yeah, like a modeling software that I don't know what it is and I don't know the learning curve or I don't know how much more useful it would be to model in VR as it would if I could just spin the thing around with my mouse. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but I know that's a thing that people have done. I mean, I, I've done a little bit of the painting, the 3D painting in VR, and I'm not good at it. It's not like I could... 3D painting? Yeah, there's this... I think it was on the Vive. There was a Google 3D paint... I don't know what it's called, but it was a 3D painting thing where you were standing in space in this like big black room, and your hands were different art tools. And so you could pick a brush type and a color and a material and a whatever, and you just, like, paint in three dimensions. Hmm. And you're walking through your art. Well, It's mind-boggling. I mean, because you do it flat, you know, you're doing it in front of you in the air, and it looks like one thing, but then you realize that you can just, like, look around it <laughs> and change your perspective and start to draw on entirely different planes, and you can draw things as like as you're making a line it's going in three dimensions so you start one direction and then you can kind of curve it and make a big three-dimensional swirl and once you realize your brain is trying to catch up with now i understand that this exists what can i do with it and so i was still at the point where i was just kind of like going like i don't know how how would you how would you decide to make something in that environment and then physically do the motion to make it happen. But it was really cool. I just didn't spend enough time with it. Hmm. And I've, I've never had the newest, coolest thing. I think the thing I I got the first day was like the iPhone 6, maybe. Hmm. And it's not that the novelty of it all and like, ooh, you have a thing is a major buying point. Part of me is like, I don't wear, I don't know where this can go. I think it will go somewhere really cool. I think VR and I think VR headsets and gaming or storytelling or um, manufacturing or like the immersion of, a, of an experience. There's an Apollo 11 game. Hmm. So you can be a crew member on Apollo 11. Whoa. And so you can go through the mission as a crew member. I'm like, well, that's cool. Uh, I want to push all the buttons <laughs> and I want to kind of crash this <laughs> into the surface of Neptune. And I don't think it's that far, but it's, it's an experience that, I mean, I'm never going to get to have unless it's a fake one. I mean, right. nobody's invented the holodeck yet, so we can't just, like, you know, mythically put us into these experiences. And I just, there's something yeah, about that. Of, as, that's kind of what this is, honestly. Yeah. It's always been really intriguing to me. And when we were traveling in the RV, we were in Maine. There was a, a VR, I don't know, like, place. You go and, like, you buy an hour's worth of rental time on a Vive, and they put you in a little wooden stall kind of thing 
and just let you go play. And a lot of them are like cartoony kind of games. And I remember a lot of the time I was just like so enamored at the physics of it all and the interaction. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you can kind of forget that you're in your living room or you're in this place, even though you're in this cartoony kind of fictitious thing. Like, it's really impressive how you can trick yourself. And I think that's the most appealing thing to me is I, I don't know how far that can go. And I would be very interested in pursuing it. And we've talked about some silly things like it would be cool ifs. Yeah. And I don't see why that can't be a reality. And if it were, well, a virtual reality. And if it did exist in that <laughs> way, I think <laughs> I think it would be super cool. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued for a lot of reasons. But then I have to also very responsibly know that this may end up like the Xbox Connect, but then I can't turn. I imagine I wouldn't be able to, to turn the Oculus Quest into like a 3D scanner in case I wanted right. to stop playing the bowling game. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it's it's super easy for us. I mean, I'm, I'm being a terrible influence here, but it's super easy for us to invest money into something and assume that it's gonna it's only going to be a good investment if that thing lasts a really long time. Right, so when you invest money in a car, you're hoping that you can get as much life out of that car as possible. Mm -hmm. But there is something to be said for like investing money in something that's good, not not all the time, not in every situation, but it, that is good and that is strong, but has a lifespan. Mm. Like, and I can't really think of a good justifiable well, this example may, of that. This may be an example to the contrary, because there seem to be new versions of this. Yeah. Like our friend Wes. Wes came over to my house last year and he had the Oculus Go. And it was the headset. And I believe it had a remote, but it didn't have the dual controllers. So, like, you couldn't play a lot of the games. You couldn't play a lot of the fun stuff because it only had one controller and it wasn't the one that you could, like, rotate around or didn't oh, have as many right. tracking points or something on it. And so, because it was the Go and it was, I think, a, a more affordable option, it had less capabilities and so part of me is like well they came out with this new one and i'm like they're probably going to come out with a new one and because of the way the technology goes it's going to be obsolete because of either feature upgrades or just technological capabilities that if i think that this is not even the beginning but like on an upward trajectory and something that's cool i'm going to have to constantly reinvest money into staying relevant well, I mean, if you always want to have the newest, latest, and greatest, but that doesn't mean that it's immediately going to become unusable when the next generation of stuff comes out. No, but there's a trend in modern technology that that seems to be the case, that the software is going to outgrow the hardware, and eventually the hardware is going to be obsolete because it can't do eventually. whatever. Yeah, eventually. But, like, you could still play a, a Wii right now. You can't get new games for a Wii, but you could still play it, theoretically, and it would still be fun. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's somewhere in the middle there, but I think it's okay to invest money into something that you can enjoy for a while, knowing that it's going to just last a while. And, you know, that doesn't make it inherently bad or like a, a bad purchase just because it's not going to last forever. You're going to you gonna play my headset? Yeah. Try to get it? You're going to play it? Yeah. I've, I've thought about getting a VR thing several different times, and then I, I've had a PlayStation for a long time like I've had I guess the PlayStation 2 was the first one I bought so I've had everyone since then and I've almost bought the 
the VR set for the PlayStation because it's like an additional thing to that and it uses its computing power. But then, I don't know, they're they're changing so quickly and there's new companies and new, you know, platforms coming up all the time. Like, I don't know if investing in that one is the right thing. And now they're already talking about the PS5 coming mm-hmm. out next year. And, like, it's probably going to have something built into it that's not going to require... Or, like, some of the processing may ha- happen. I don't know. I have no idea. But it's like I'd like to do it, but I don't really have a reason to. And since I know that... I, I don't know. I, I know that I won't have all the information I need to pick the right platform. Yeah. Or to just buy a separate platform. So I'm just kind of... And I think the only reason that I'm on considering it. this one is that it's untethered. Because so many of them run on yeah. Windows as a base software package that... I'm not going to go out and buy a whole other computer or I'm not going to. It isn't as cool and as forethinking as I think it is, I'm still not going to go change a huge amount of my infrastructure for an entertainment implement. Yeah, right. Oh. Yep. That'll be cool. Either way, I'll, I'll have to and play it. Th- there's a Kickstarter for like an AR gaming platform. Remember that thing that we looked at? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tested talked about it. Uh, I saw it on Kickstarter. And it's a tabletop kind of mat that you wear these goggles and you have a little controller wand thing. And it just makes different tabletop games that are animated. And for all the people sitting around the table, like you could have different views and they, your game pieces, air quotes, like fight each other digitally. You can play with someone remotely. I'm like, that is so cool. Like I wanted to get that so that when we talk about playing D&D, I'm like, we could play it on that thing and like mm-hmm. watch it actually play out. Assuming the required stuff had been developed for it. That's my big thing is like you can build an awesome platform, but if nobody makes games for it, it's a useless platform. True. I don't know if that's the case with that one in particular, but there's a lot of buy in there. Yep. You know, for someone to make a game for a new platform that doesn't necessarily have a lot of support or a bright future. And that's why I haven't invested in any kind of VR thus far. Yeah. I've been super intrigued by it. And if I had throwaway money, then maybe in the past, but for all of those reasons, I'm like, well, that's neat. Maybe one day it'll yeah. live up to, you know, whatever threshold I set for myself as purchasable or valuable. And when I went to that that VR arcade, I guess we'll call it, um, I'm like, this is the amount of buy-in right now that I'm willing to invest. I'll pay you a money for an hour to let me play around and just explore, yeah, right. not to buy an entire setup just to figure out that there's like two things you can do with it. So do you think this current one, what's it called? It's called the Oculus Quest. Quest. Do you think the quest is that that justifiable threshold? Um, uh, I think so because I'm. I mean, obviously, I want to buy it, so I think I've convinced myself in some form or fashion that that is true. <laughs> it may have been the lightsaber with Darth Vader, and so I think I just need to go watch a bunch of videos to or reviews because yeah. if someone's like, "Well, he does the same moves over and over again," like I don't want that. I want Tyson Punch Out with Darth Vader. Right. With a lightsaber. Yeah. That I can make myself, and I want it to be green and look cool. I mean, that game has almost gotten me to buy it. So, you know. Yeah. So that is as intriguing as uncool as I thought, and I'm like, oh, it could be all of these things for the future, and hooray. Like, I get to fight Darth Vader. I'm like, that is that nudge over that decision-making tree. (laughs) Like, okie dokie. Do I get to fly jets? Hmm. Like, that's the second thing. I, I want to play Ace Combat, which uh, was a game I loved playing. I want to play Ace Combat in a jet hmm. because I've got a – and you can fly a helicopter. I mean, you've got two little joystick things. I've got Cyclic. I've got Power. I've got Cyclic and Collective. Like, let me 
do those things in virtual reality that you can't do in the real world. Because we used to have simulator time in the army where you got to just like manually control this fake big video game. And we're like, we would land on top of buildings in Seattle and silly stuff like that. And like, so let me do that. There's no reason why that game couldn't exist and shouldn't exist. So I see where it could go and I'm excited about where it could go. I just hope that if I buy this thing today, it can survive long enough to keep up with the trajectory that I hope VR has. Gotcha. Well, unfortunately, you can, don't know that. I don't. There's kind of no way to know that. Yep. <laughs> so. And that also plays into that decision-making tree. Like, is it going to be the yeah. the Wii? Because the Wii was cool and groundbreaking and hooray, it's new. And I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll play it if someone else has it. Hmm. And that's what it can be. And But I just don't know anybody that has a VR setup yeah. or that is willing to kind of buy it that I could just lazily just play with theirs. So I could be that person or people would want to lazily play with mine. <laughs> and then all the cool kids will come to my house. That's right. <laughs> Party at Josh's house. Playing Ver. Ver. Hey, look, I got uh, all the... Is there all, well, not all. I got most of the, the little huts on the treehouse and one roof. The Jabba huts? The Jabba, Jabba the huts on the house. What does this thing do? Uh, how, how far are we in? We're like almost an hour. Um, there was something else I wanted to talk about. Oh, Thanksgiving, real quick. Oh, yeah. You excited about Bonk. Thanksgiving? I am extremely excited about Thanksgiving. You like Thanksgiving a lot. I love cooking, and I feel like Thanksgiving is the, like, the Super Bowl of being a home chef. It's like the Super Bowl of football. <laughs> there is a football game on Thanksgiving in there. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know, nor do I care. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is... It's the step up, like, okay, everybody's coming over, or I'm going to somebody's house. All of these amazing recipes that I have, or that I've tried, or have curated throughout the years, like, it's all happening today. It's an amazing orchestra of managing all of the independent little projects. You get to see all your family. I love Thanksgiving. So great. Put on your stretchy pants and just enjoy the day. Hmm. I love it. I know you're not as fond in cooking, so I I imagine that there are people who don't really cook who are just excited to eat or and just be merry with their friends but like that day i have it listed out on a piece of paper at this time this thing needs to go in the oven at this temperature then i'm going to prep this then i'm going to start this because i back planned from eating time at blank and so i wake up and it's go time and i love it it's a project yeah it's a project yeah that's exactly (laughs) that's cool I it think I like Thanksgiving. I mean, it's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's turkey and junk. I think. I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't cook so much. I I don't mind to cook. I just my wife is really good at it and enjoys doing it, so I don't have to. Um, and then when it comes to like events like that, I feel like everybody else already has a thing that they cook, and so there's not a need. It's not like we're missing vegetables and. Oh, I'll take that. You know, it's there's everything's already there, hmm. and we don't need any more pies or more this or that. So, you always have more pie. I just kind of don't cook. I hope if they need my help, but uh, I mean, it's good. I, I enjoy the getting together with the family portion of it. Uh, but I don't know. It's it's Thanksgiving. It's funny, though, because, like, last night we uh, we go to Wednesday night church and they had, like, a dinner. They have a dinner every Wednesday night. 
and last night they had Thanksgiving dinner. And it was cool. Like, they brought in people from homeless shelters, and so we ate with them and uh, people from, like, retirement homes and stuff. A lot of people who just don't have family to spend time with. And so right. we all got together and had a big meal together, and that was fantastic. But it's like I've already had my turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and stuff. <laughs> and this Thanksgiving is a week from today. So I guess I'll have more of it. That's okay. The thing that I dislike the most about going to Florida for Thanksgiving and spending time with my wife's family is that the one place that we go, uh, they they make they prepare the food, the Thanksgiving tropes that you would have, and they don't put a whole lot of thought into it. It's just like there's a turkey that we got, there's some potatoes, I guess, and then they put ketchup on their food. Ooh, and I'm like, okay, it's about family, hooray. But this is a food holiday that you are – like you talk about love language. My love language is serving other people. And if I can make other people happy around a dinner table where I feel like the best kind of connections are made, that's what makes me truly happy. Hmm. And to see somebody who <clears throat> is just going to make some stuff but like doesn't care as much. Yeah. The, everybody enjoying the food is – is equal to me as just having a conversation with a loved one. Like it's all the same thing. It's all wrapped together. Cause I feel like you're going to have a better time when you're eating something delicious that has a story behind it. Like this recipe I got from my grandmother and then that passes down or lives on, or this is now somebody's favorite thing. Like you've influenced them hmm. through food. That makes me happy. Yeah. And so when I see them put ketchup on stuff, I'm like, <laughs> maybe they really like ketchup. Uh, man. Maybe. But they liked ketchup yesterday, and they're going to have ketchup tomorrow. Like, Thanksgiving is a special thing for me that, I don't know, is a, that once or twice, I would say Christmas, since you know we have a Christmas party, like, if I don't get to cook for Thanksgiving, which bothers me when I don't, I do it for Christmas. Hmm. So hmm. it's about the food and what the food can do to and for the loving company. Because you could all sit around and eat Hot Pockets. Well, I mean, like... Right? De- technically, like, you could do that. What if... You could all each have a can of of the Easy Cheese and talk about the news. What if uh, Hot Pockets are your love language? I mean, you don't want to, like... I'm... <laughs> ketchup is my love language. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe I can just make them fancy ketchup. There you go. It's. I think you can buy fancy ketchup. It says so. It on says the, it on yeah. the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the regular old loser ketchup. <laughs> the fancy stuff. All right, we got anything else about Thanksgiving? Nope, I don't think so. Cool. Well, we might not have a show next week because of said Thanksgiving. Probably not. So probably not. Enjoy this one. We hope if you're here in the states, because Canadian Thanksgiving is not now. It's yeah, some it was, other time. It was before. It's already happened. I think, if I remember correctly. Hmm. Could be wrong. I know there's a lot of drama surrounding Thanksgiving, and we are not blind to the true meaning or whatever of Thanksgiving. I just love what it does right now and for the immediacy of our families. So I'm sorry if you are oppressed or irritated at the idea of Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm not. I love it. <laughs> huh. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> where can people find you? <laughs> On the internet. Uh, Josh, makes, Josh underscore make stuff. Got to get it right. I almost said it wrong. Oh, no, four people might not come in. I'm, dr- I'm drinking coffee. Sorry. Uh, you can find me and us at I Like to Make Stuff on all the different things. Um, 
Big thanks to our Alliance members, Maker yeah. Alliance members, who help support I Like to Make Stuff as a whole and who get behind-the-scenes videos and sneak peeks of upcoming projects and... Physical stuff. I mailed out a whole bunch of stuff that people now have tangibly in their hands that came straight from us. That is exclusive yep. to them and some cool stuff. They get discount codes on plans and they get shirts before anybody else, like yep. access to apparel before anybody else. They get to decide on what the apparel is that we produce. Quite right. All sorts of stuff. Awesome group of people that also gets to hang out together on Discord. So if you want to get any of that stuff, go to iliketomakestuff.com slash join and join. Yeah, because the new or the patron hangout is the 20th of next month. Oh, that's... No. 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 Star Wars Second is Second Tuesday of every month. Second Tuesday, which I thought was... I think it's the Tuesday before Star Wars. Oh, okay. Ooh. It may have that's going to gonna be a good one. Yeah. We have week-long preparation. Oh, no. <laughs> we have to camp out. Nope, already got my tickets. Me too. Good to go. All right, cool. Thanks for listening and watching, everybody, and we'll have a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.